In this clinical insight, we're going to elaborate on our what is new is old clinical insight from several weeks ago, but this one we're calling structured principles with flexibility. And this is something that I've thought a lot about um, and this concept of flexible expertise, uh, reading Adam Grant's book, uh, Think Again, uh, was really kind of a catalyst point for this. And then also uh, Dr. Matt Coots is uh, book contextual intelligence and so a lot of this I think can be applied to the health and fitness realm which is really what we're going to focus on today but it really can also touch on leadership and in those positions of management etc that can also be really something that this can apply to and also just general areas of your life and we'll touch on that a little bit at the end but don't want to make that a full focus uh, so kind of talking about the health fitness sports medicine realm we got to start with how we're starting with these structured principles and concepts that were going on and that brings us all the way back to what we've talked about before on the evidence-based continuum the evidence-based paradigm, the evidence-based tripod, these different definitions that come around the idea of evidence-based practice, which is still a great term, but can get seen as we only listen to the evidence, which is not what I don't, I don't think is what it's meant to be, but um, ultimately... Some can take it that way where you're only doing what's going on in the evidence, which has its own um, ups and downs and pitfalls as well. But when we talk about this evidence-based continuum, that is the best evidence available for the research, um, but also potentially your own anecdotal evidence, not as strong as some of the other research ones, but still important. The patient expectations, huge point of um, importance there. Um, and then the practitioner experience slash expertise experience being, you know, doing this over and over for a period of time, you know, just seeing more things and expertise, really how far you've dove into trying to figure out and maximize and tweak what those, um, things that you're impl implementing are doing and working for the people that you are serving with there. So, early in my career, not knowing any better, um, working track and field cross country, thought, you know, I should really some, develop some protocols for a lot of the common injuries, you know, hamstrings, Achilles, patellar tendinopathy, you name it, some of the basic ones. So, hopefully, I could just kind of plug and play a little bit, make my life a little simpler, but also give some structure what the athletes were doing. And I thought this would really be useful. Um, we do use a lot of protocols on post-surgical guidelines. They are very templated, but not ultimately overly specific. Some are different than others that they get a little bit more specific, um, and they may be early on uh, more detailed and prescriptive, but then open up um, as you get further into the rehab process. What I kept finding and learned this early, um, and not as well as I should have, but everybody's different in how that same injury that looks the same reacts. You know, no 
two hamstring strains for two individuals are, or even the same individual, are really the same at all. And so making sure that we're not just putting somebody into a cookie cutter program because that may not be exactly what they need. They may respond a little bit differently to a certain type of rehab plan or philosophy or a soft tissue technique or whatever it may be. And so potentially by putting this structure or this template together, we may be coming at it too aggressively based on what they're doing, or we may actually be slowing them down because they were ready to get moving faster and get some more things accomplished. And I think we got to be very cognizant of that because it's so different. And I think this is a conversation for, you know, strength and conditioning professionals, personal trainers, athletic trainers, whoever is in is on the spectrum of what you can provide to get somebody from whatever their goal is now to where their goal is going to be. If you can figure out where to drop them on that continuum and how to push forward and pull back and ebb and flow as you need and make sure that you're advancing them as quickly and safely as possible in whatever it may be for their goal, that is what ultimately makes you really, really good at your job is being able to figure out where you can how and how you can work that in order to make it as most beneficial as possible. Um, and then I really started having the question of, you know, does this make me more efficient? Could be for some base rehab and some things. I definitely could help with that, but I don't think it's something you can wholly rely on um, in order to actually truly impact the person that you're working with um, and make them feel valued. So kind of the evolution of that uh is what we were just talking about is, you know, what makes you good at what you do? And again, I think it's that dropping them on the continuum, figuring out what they need at their current state, how to push them forward if they're ready for it, maybe jumping a step or two or, and then pulling them back, even if it's just a little to make sure that we're not um, over taxing them and putting them too far out with that. Um, to me, that is ultimately what does help and having a toolbox that you can pull from to work with an individual or get them to get to their goal that um, is right for that specific instance. So I think going back to that principle is you can have some set foundational things that you like that you found to be effective, but there's going to be that time where you're going to pull something out that you didn't think you were going to utilize um, very often, but you needed that one specialized tool. And I think that's a good thing to at least be aware of and have um, at your disposal, even if you're not necessarily an expert in it. Sometimes just doing a little bit of extra work on it can allow you to then get to where you want to be. And then as I was thinking about this, um, kind of five words came together of listen, observe, test, apply, repeat. Um, figuring out exactly what those look like uh, at each stage as you need to for that individual. So this brings in that flexibility piece. So um, 
kind of where I've ended up now and what I would talk to students I've worked with is, you know, have a good base foundations of where you start. Are you, do you like soft tissue work? Have you found that to be useful? Um, I will instruct on doing, making sure rehab is definitely included in that or with your strength training, making sure that you aren't getting too fancy and you are still staying with some base principles of strength and hypertrophy to have that base um have that large toolbox again it doesn't mean you have to go and take every certification under the sun but talk to people what have they found that have worked is it a technique you can apply some of the soft tissue techniques you can figure out like yes the courses are great um art is an amazing course i learned a ton my anatomy got better i'd love to go back for more but if you get the basic concept you can figure out how to apply it to different areas um, on your own and still get good results. So it's something to look at there. Um, you have to be open and remain open to zebras or black swans or other things that surprise you. And this comes in anything. Some people just don't respond. It could be the greatest rehab program or training program ever written. And that individual just doesn't respond to it. And so being aware that those things can come up or there's something else that you're missing uh, that could be more internal that is off that is really what is hindering your process your progress and their progress that you have to go and take a look at and then just remain open and flexible in your thinking that's adam grant's think again is it's not bad to change your mind it's a sign of growth and that you're a person that's willing to go and take a look at that and that's important to be remain open to that um, and that's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. I think that shows that you're more willing as a provider or, um, a coach to really make the difference that you're hoping to make. And then continue with the evidence-based continuum, uh, read the research, see what's out there, see if anything is completely contra indicated for what you're trying to do and also find things that are new. Well, also, again, talking to experts, people that have had success for years and years and years in doing this, that they can then uh, give you great feedback and information to help you along the way. Kind of a quick sidebar on this. I think this makes complete sense. This concept within leadership is having kind of your set principles of how you're going to lead, how you're going to run your department. Here are these things, but then remaining with that flexibility because again not everybody's going to respond the same to your leadership style or what you're trying to accomplish with them and you may have to ebb and flow as a leader to have them help meet them where they are to get um, the results out of them that you want to help you to get them to succeed in what they're doing so similar concepts we'll maybe do another um short insight on that uh, at some point but this idea of structured principles uh, with flexibility I think is one that would serve a lot of people well just to kind of again remain open to that there's going to be times that you got to find these different ways to get things accomplished so hope you enjoyed this uh, we got some more things coming if you are keeping up with our episodes we are getting close to some more major announcements with what clinically press is going to do and we're looking forward to that and so with that, uh, we will talk to you all later and hopefully are making the complicated simple.